everyone, and welcome to Investigating Mars, a podcast all about Veronica Mars and talking about it episode by episode with a bunch of people who have never seen the show before. And this week we are talking about the episode Meet John Smith. I'm Heidi. I'm Jimmy. I'm Malika. I'm Naomi. I'm Yvette. And, and I'm Natalia. Yay! Hi, Natalia! Welcome, Natalia. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for signing up. Uh, Would you like to tell us how you started watching Veronica Mars? All right. I started watching because you guys started the podcast. Nice. And (laughs) yeah, I've been thinking about it for a long, long time, and I just didn't have, you know, the motivation. And I came across the idea of watching because I heard that Joss Whedon likes it. And I'm a huge fan of Joss Whedon, so that's that's how I, you know, came to it. Very nice. That's and... as good of a reason as any for me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. most of us can agree with you here on that point, definitely. On the Joss Whedon point? Yes. Ah, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, so this is your first time podcasting, right? Yep, ever. All right, great. <laughs> so this will be fun. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I'm sure. I'm sure I hope we'll I don't embarrass myself. Time. Like no, <laughs> no embarrassment. It's oh. not. It's not possible to embarrass yourself. I'm, that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get right into it. Um, Let's have our episode description. Okay. Veronica tries to help a classmate track down his long-lost father, but with very little to go on, she finds the task more daunting than thought. Meanwhile, Keith meets with the school guidance counselor, Rebecca James, to discuss Veronica's feelings about Lily's murder. All right, great. So the way that we'll be discussing this, our A-plot is going to be Finding Justin's dad, which also includes the uh, Leanne subplot. And then the B plot is Duncan going off of his meds. And the extra little added C plot is Keith and the guidance counselor. So let's start with the A plot. What'd you think? What was uh, the name of the guy who she was helping again? Justin. Justin, okay. I don't know why I didn't write that down. Well, this show, you'll notice, has sort of a tendency to introduce characters and not necessarily give them names until later in the episode. Okay. Yeah, I didn't actually catch his name until the second second time I watched it because I was like, what? Who is he? Uh (laughs) Uh, I I actually really liked this um uh, this mystery i guess um i thought uh, that um it was really it really got me it really caught me off guard at the end i really had no no idea what was what what to make of it and uh um i thought that uh that surprise twist at the end was just fantastic i would have never i would have never ever thought that in a million years yeah i'm yeah, completely with you yeah, I knew there had to be something up with that lady that wanted to order body heat, but I was really yeah. surprised by her role, and I just, I really liked it, and I just felt so sad for her, because that was the only way she could see her son, and I really, I really enjoyed this plot. 
so funny because when I watched it and um, she was coming to the video store, it's kind of like, I hope this is not this one of, like she's trying to pick him up or something. Exactly. It got these like really weird vibes. And so at the end, I really liked the, the ending too because yeah, I was picking up a different vibe on it. And so I'm glad I wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a sick yeah. vibe. It's good. That's what happened to me as well. I was thinking uh, there's something fishy about her. And um, yeah, I was happy about the way it turned out. Especially with body heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never seen the movie, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh, I sort of get a, a Dawson's Creek feel from this. Just, I don't know, Pacey and Dawson working in the video rental place and then Pacey hooks up with the teacher so yeah I'm really glad that it also didn't turn out that way well I I didn't quite get that odd vibe with you know with the idea of, of anything like that but my first thought was isn't he a little young to be can he legally watch that movie I was trying to figure that out and so it was it wasn't I was thinking that he was like a junior high kid and so it wasn't until my second time watching it that I finally figured out that he was supposed to be 16. But that still, I was just like, how, how are you watching? I mean, yeah, maybe you just were like, ooh, weird, you know, high-rated movie. Let me watch that. But Well, I, I don't know about you, but when I was in high school, I kind of, I've, I've watched um, my share of rated R movies. <laughs> but he did look 12. He looked 12. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> I was certainly watching lots of rated R movies when I was in high school. <laughs> but he, he was just coming at it from such a, you know, sort of movie connoisseur thing. Oh, you really should watch this because of this and that. And if you like this movie, then you'll like that one. And I'm just like, huh. He's mature for his height. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that gives it even more of a Dawson's Creek feel. He's just like Dawson. Movie connoisseur. Oh my god, Dawson's Creek spoilers. <laughs> I know, I've never seen it. You might have to start an intro cast. Oh yeah, yeah. Dawson I, cast. I, I think I watched a little bit of Dawson's Creek when it aired, but not nearly, not certainly not the whole series. <laughs> yeah. The only part of Dawson's Creek I actually saw was whatever was in the sixpence on the richer video. <laughs> Yeah, well, I pretty much consumed anything on the WB, so. <laughs> I, I thought it was really funny how Justin expected her to be able to find uh, his father with zero information whatsoever. I, I mean, she did a good, she, she, the way she went about it, I would have never, ever thought of in a million years. Uh, so it was very clever. But nonetheless, I was like, how do you even ask somebody to help if you can't even, if you, if you can't give any information whatsoever? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Did I miss it? What was the reason that he didn't give her the letter in, to begin with? Didn't he think that his father was dead? Yeah. Yeah. But he got the letter. Isn't that why he sought out her help? No. no. Okay, wait. No, he was... Because you had the, the scene with all of the boys sitting around raiding the girls that came back past. And he was like, yeah, exactly. Veronica Mars, she's hot. Oh. And so the whole thing was just sort of a, a ploy to, to try and spend time with her. Yeah, yeah, it was all a scam, which makes perfect sense why he wouldn't give her any more information because he wouldn't want her to find out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I missed a major plot point, like right mid with, I got all of that. 
until the part where they found out that he still might be alive. And I think that I missed, like, I fell asleep or something for, like, 2.5 seconds where I thought that he actually had more information that he didn't give her. Yeah, But no. that makes sense. Yeah, that makes she, sense. Uh, she, like, you know, got mad at him at for after she found out that his father was dead. And then the letter came, like, right at that moment. That was one of my nitpicky things, was the delivery of the letter. <laughs> because it's like, how... Why would you send the letter to the school? A little convenient. Why wouldn't you just, you know, forward it on to... Obviously, your ex-wife knows that you're alive, knows what's happened. So just send it to her say, hey, this show... I, I know you didn't want to hear from me, but this showed up at my place for Justin. There you go. Uh-huh. And... I would think maybe that... Maybe uh, his dad didn't know where they lived. Like, maybe they moved or something. I, I don't know. It's a possibility. Um, my nitpicky thing is that the handwriting matches the, I don't know if it's husband or boyfriend of the, um, of the father. So, uh, why? Like, why didn't she write it herself? Maybe it was her handwriting, think... and it was it just happened to be in the car. Yeah, I thought okay. it was like a note that she wrote and left for him. Yeah, that's what I assumed too. Okay, thank you, because I was just confused on that. I, I did on I did on the other hand think it was rather odd that it was on a post-it note on the dashboard of a convertible. Yes. Yes, I noticed that too. <laughs> Fly away much? <laughs> I know. I, I was like, "There's no way. There is no way that was gonna that, that was gonna stay there." <laughs> exactly. It was one of those industrial strength post-it notes. They um, are a product sponsor. Post-it <laughs> <laughs> notes. It's very sticky. So during the course of this um, this investigation. Wallace and Keith meet for the first time. Oh, and, is that the first time they met? But you're right. Yeah, I didn't realize that Wallace that they hadn't met. Case. Yeah, I think Keith actually introduces himself. I love that little exchange that they have there. I'm I'm not going to quote it, of course, but it's a it's a cute exchange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I thought Wallace was really cute in that scene. He's always cute, he at least so cute. far. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Um, you know, I think that Veronica and Keith scenes are the best, but then shortly followed by Veronica and Wallace. And now I'm going to just say the three of them. They, the actors go. have really good chemistry with each other. Yeah. Wallace, is, Wallace has definitely grown on me. Uh, at the beginning, I wasn't quite so sure what I thought about him, but by now, now I'm, uh, I'm totally hooked. I really like him a lot. So I think that it's really convenient that he now works in the in the office, in the school office, because <laughs> I can see this coming into play time and time again. But uh, but I thought, I don't know, I kind of like the way they're, they're milking it for all it's worth. He's got to get caught eventually. Which will be interesting. That'll make it awfully hard for her to get information that she needs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, if we go into next year, I don't even know the timing of the show, but like another year when he is no longer working there. I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. Okay, so how about the uh Leanne stuff? Veronica's mom. Oh, the I 
I think I guess this is going to be a theme where, and it, I guess it's for a lot of te- television shows where the so-called case of the week is tied into, um, or is not tied into, but is thematically linked to um, one of the main um, theme show uh, sh- show themes. So I guess there's a lot of parallels between her mother in that situation and this guy trying to find her fa- his father. Um, and I thought it was done pretty well. I mean, it wasn't super hit-over-your-head obvious, at least at first. But um, I kind of like the scene where Keith is actually listening um, listening to Justin talk to Veronica about his his dad or mom. <laughs> it definitely um, made me wonder if in the first episode, if it was... Veronica's mom that was at the hotel or whatever with uh, Mr. Kane, or if it was Veronica's mom's friend, since she seems to have the car now. Which makes me wonder. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Ooh. Mm. Good catch. Yeah, definitely good call. I I would never have gone there, but now you've perked my interest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But but clearly her mother is is on the run i mean it it seems it it seems that uh uh you know cuz she the college friend doesn't know where she went she wouldn't tell her where she was going cuz she was afraid people were going to come looking for her which totally makes me you know blows holes in my uh in in my my mystery guess because you know it's just becoming way too obvious that it's you know everything's pointing at her and uh that's kind of bumming me out <laughs> <laughs> But now you can latch on to the new theory that it's the mom's friend who did it. (laughs) (laughs) And her mom's friend really does look like her. Oh my gosh, does. Yeah, so I was like, huh, interesting. So who knows? Maybe her mom's friend is guilty but is blaming Veronica's mom. I don't know. My theory is that um, Veronica's mom witnessed the murder. And maybe it's now on the run because she's afraid that, you know, she's going to get murdered, too, or something. Oh, that's Ooh. that's that's good, too. I like that. I can work with that. <laughs> yeah, because that gives you something to sink your teeth into, Jimmy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I really enjoy this A-plot. There's not a terrible lot to talk about with it, though. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, I actually uh, one other thing that I have to say about this the the connection with the with the mom is I thought it was really nice that um that that Keith actually kind of took the time to actually kind of engage with Veronica about the fact that her mother's gone instead of completely blowing it off and you know dismissing it even if it was just for that moment where he kind of was like she's not the villain and you know kind of just trying to make it make it a little better without actually divulging any information from him because I know he knows something more but he's he but he's you know he's at least engaging her about it I thought that was really cool I thought that was I thought it was really nice that he actually did that I agree I mean I think that one of the strengths of this series at least so far is the fact that there isn't that sort of child parent um you know miscommunication or uncommunication or is that even a word um where they don't actually talk to each other or they dismiss each other or things like that that gets kind of tiring in tv and i just like this new um approach to to how they handle that that he actually communicates with his daughter 
unlike the canes. <laughs> it, oh my gosh. Nice no. segue. <laughs> Let's move on to B, sorry. I'm sorry. That was just too perfect. Because yeah, those was... family dinners where he's just there and they're just sort of talking over him. And it's like, yep, there we go. <laughs> So are we going? Are we going with B now? We're on to yep. B. We're on B. Story. <laughs> okay. okay. I so, I was really excited about the B story. I mean, th- there was just so much that came out, and it was so rich, and it sort of redeemed Duncan for me. Because in the last couple of episodes, he was just sort of like this zombie that moved through the school and didn't say anything and didn't really interact with anyone and now the idea that he's on you know that he's been heavily medicated and oh that's why he's just going through life in a fog because his brain chemistry is being completely altered so he doesn't feel or react to anything okay so i was thinking about that too because um, I've been kind of critical about him and I was wondering, well, is it because of his meds? Um, it, you know, that's just kind of making him, um, look that I actually found it a little jarring. The fact that we got his POV, um, because in the first it's mostly been, uh, Veronica's. And so just to kind of go off with him on a different, um, side bend and seeing, seeing his life, it was a little jarring. I mean, not in a bad way. It was just interesting that they, they, um, they chose to do that. Mm-hmm. Although I I will say that um, with that very first hill down the down the drain scene, I was so scared that it was going to go in a completely different direction than what it actually did. I mean, I I was just so sure that he was going to stick his hand down after it. <gasps> I was just going <laughs> to ask. I didn't want to say that and then sound morbid, but I was like, is he going to turn on the garbage disposal? <laughs> Well, I, didn't, I didn't know if he was like actually going to turn it on, but I was just like, oh my God, he's so drugged. He's just going to go after it. And this is going to end badly. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, he didn't do it. Okay. Oh, now we're going to see him off his mat. <laughs> which um, which didn't any... make a lot of difference. Which wasn't any better. Yeah. Does anybody know, do antidepressants leave your system that fast? Uh, th- so uh, there's there's a couple of things. So I was going to say about the wooden business i mean if it was the reason why he was being that way you know i i honestly agree that you know it wouldn't do too much of a difference except for the you know the hallucinations but um that portrayal is a little bit stereotypical of and i mean they don't make you act that wooden um and i think that they don't leave that quickly but his reactions were extreme from what i've seen I think that um, uh, it would take it. It would it wouldn't happen that day. Like if he forgot to take a pill that or or missed a pill or dropped a pill in the sink and didn't put his hand in there to go after it. <laughs> um, I think <clears throat> I think that you know if you had uh, uh, missed uh, doses for like two three, four days, then maybe you would start to really start to, the fog might start to lift, but probably not in one day. But nonetheless, we had to go <clears throat> uh, SOD here because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the plot point here. Yeah. Um, well, when, did, when did we actually see him have his first hallucination? Well, I he mean, started having the withdrawal, like the nausea and that kind of stuff, and like really came out of it fast. Like he started 
caring that his parents were talking about him, which I find hilarious. And the dog. And the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but didn't he have that hallucination of Veronica and he in the car? Wasn't I, that one of the first? That no, was that Veronica's was her... dream. <gasps> no, not the not no the second time. The, the second the, time. The second time. He actually said her name, and he was with Shelley. Okay, yeah. I'm confusing the two. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, but that was a couple days later. That's when he started laughing. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that was a couple of days later. Okay. Yeah, I think that it would, like Jimmy said, I, it takes a few days. I mean, you can't just miss one dose and what have you. But um, I think his reactions were a little bit immediate um, and also a little extreme. I don't know. But I don't know. It, it probably could also depend. I mean, it's totally not. A, we, we need to get a pharmacist down here to, to consult with yeah. us. Um, <laughs> But I think it would also depend on the dose that he was taking. And what and it was. At the size of the dose, what the medicine was, how long he had been taking it. And so that, that, that would all play into it. So is he just on antidepressants? Is that what we're supposed to be taking away? At least antidepressants. Yeah. Like, I just, it felt weird to me that, like, not taking antidepressants would make him jump off of a bleacher. Like, I, I assume mm-hmm. the two were supposed to be related, but I just didn't get his reactions. Yeah, unless we're to believe that he's, like, bipolar or something, but I, I don't. Then... I think that, that him um, uh, jumping off the bleachers like that was a direct... Uh, a direct correlation to the fact that, you know, obviously he saw um, Veronica kiss Troy and, and because he was feeling something which he hadn't felt in so long, he just react, you know, it mm-hmm. acted out violently because he, he could feel, you know what I mean? I think that was kind of what the takeaway was supposed to be from that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> and, and I honestly thought that was a really sort of poignant moment. And I was like, yes, that feels right. What was that sport that they were playing with those nets in that scene? Do you all know what it is? Lacrosse? Okay, I had no idea what that was. I was so confused. Oh, lacrosse is big in my high school, so. Yes. But the biggest thing that I liked about the Duncan plotline was the scene um, where Duncan rushes off to the bathroom and he tosses his book back to Logan. And when we come back, Logan is going through it and reading some sort of notebook that was in Duncan's book bag. Hmm. Oh, that sounds like that. something that's... I didn't catch that either. I, I, I only sort of caught it on the second time. And I was like, oh, you know, because there's Logan leaning up against the wall reading the book. And I'm like, that doesn't look like a textbook. So what sort of... Is that like Logan's burn book? But then he puts it back in the book bag and hands the book bag to Duncan. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Okay. This is, this is big. This is massive. Um, So I I checked you guys and his, and because I was thinking about this, um, in the scene where the, he's, the pill goes down the drain, his mom does say something about it being antidepressants. Okay. Yeah. And I think the doctor also says specifically antidepressants. Yeah. So that's what we're supposed to believe. But yeah, I wonder if anything's going to come of that with Logan in the notebook. Hmm. What do you guys uh, think of Logan so far? 
He's a cat. That's a, load, that's a loaded <laughs> question. <laughs> well, my, my big question about Logan is why does he always wear something that's orange? That's just one of the, like, like he'll, he'll wear out orange his eyes. shirt or an orange pants, and it's just that 90s shade of orange. And I'm like, oh, stop it with the orange. Somebody actually said on the Facebook group, and I'm not, I had never heard this before, but it very well could be true, that they dressed Duncan in, like, blue tones and Logan in orange so that people would know the difference at the beginning. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. They look nothing alike. That's so weird. Yeah, it's it's very strange, but th- it probably is that because you mm-hmm. really notice the colors. Yeah, the the tip was, and I I have I actually went back and looked. Uh, it is that that Duncan wore wore cool tones, and that uh, Logan wore earth earth tones. Mm-hmm. I guess, though I don't know if I consider orange to be very earthy. <laughs> In the fall, yeah. If, if it's a pumpkin color, if it's you know fluorescent, then not exactly. But okay, <laughs> it brings Even out his, his eyes. Mm-hmm. Even his car is yellow. <laughs> is it? Yeah, his yellow Hummer. That's funny. <laughs> I actually, I you know, I, I have mixed feelings for for Logan in general. Which I, I mean, once when we're still waiting for our uh, our actual first couple episodes to to make it out, but uh, you'll be able to go back in here. But I, I like Logan to a certain degree because I feel like there's more to him than what we're seeing. Um, mm. uh, but man, is he a bit of a douchebag <laughs> a little bit yeah like, like like i mentioned that just because of the fan fiction sites that i'm on i've seen it in the in the headings i've seen I, I was inadvertently spoiled just thinking back on things i was like oh and so just the 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 predominance of logan and fan fiction for this fandom i was like <laughs> why why are you writing about this character this character is like not that nice so I think that yeah. um, I think it's also the actor for me because even though he's a cad and he's you know not acting he's he's being a jerk but I for some reason the actor is also has a lot of charisma and so I find myself drawn to that so I I do think it's a dual I mean I don't know if the show's done anything per se to make him even seem likable but I think that he he like generally is I think, I think he's so really too. I think oh. he's really fun to uh, watch but I wouldn't want to know him in real life <laughs> I agree with you there <laughs> I don't know no kidding <laughs> <laughs> I have a question I think it's gonna Logan. unfold <laughs> I have a major crush. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I think he's pretty cute myself. He definitely <laughs> has that sort of young Christian Bale vibe going on. And that, that is very attractive. I think that he's going to have some love story with Veronica because he is paying way too much attention to her. And he's being like extra mean to her. That's like your classic beginning of a love story. That's just my theory about him. I could totally see that because they, they they have so much animosity. There's gotta be either something was there at some point or there's going to be it just there's too much between yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's definitely and there's definitely more chemistry there too. I mean because Yeah, definitely. 
they they have well she has chem- chemistry with just about everybody except Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about Veronica's chemistry, uh, how about Troy? And I, I I have not been a big dater, but the idea that you're going to go out on the date when you, when you finally get the girl you would like to date you, and you're out and you're going to tell the story that plays up how awesome her ex boyfriend is. I, I'm just I, may, maybe it's the fact that yes, he's your friend, but choose a better story. <laughs> that, that was my first thing. That's weird. Wait, this episode showed how awesome Duncan was. Well, he was talking about the fact of when, when he and Duncan tried to film their oh, video. That for, story. And he's here and he saved my life, and Duncan is great. And it's like, yeah, tell a different story, buddy. <laughs> I thought you meant the story of this episode. I was like, I don't no, know. If this... <laughs> no. I got the shark story or the, the... (laughs) I I like him. He's cute. And I like his dialogue and repartee with Veronica. Yep. I like the fact that Veronica takes the lead in that, in that thing that she was the one who's asked him out and he was, she was the one who kissed him and she was also the one who, you know, made the booty call. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. After she rejected him. Yeah, um, it's the least she could do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all on her terms now. Yeah. Uh, that denial of that kiss was painful, though. Yeah, it, it was, was. It was so painful. I was like, "Oh, just kiss him, poor guy." <laughs> but <laughs> but he know, took it to... well, though. And that's what I was gonna say. He took it really well. I was, I thought, you know, most um, teenage boys probably, I guess, it's because he's so confident. You know, most teenage boys probably wouldn't have handled it that well, but he did. Props to him. That's how he impressed her, because he, you know, took it really, really well, and he made a joke out of it a little bit, and um, she was looking at him that way afterwards, and I thought, yeah, he's got a point on the plus side. And now this, we're supposed to believe that this is the first time that Veronica has had any sort of romantic contact since her rape, correct? Yes. Yes. So I I I think it it really was that that it was it, it was nice that she hesitated for that kiss instead of just oh yeah it's fine and and there's nothing wrong but she just froze in that second and I I think it was a good choice by the writers. I I hadn't thought of it from that perspective but now that you uh, bring us back I you know I I, I like to not not remember that that plot point. <laughs> uh, it, but since you mentioned it, that it, it puts it into a better perspective for me because mo- mo- mostly I was just like, "Oh, come on, he's cute. Give him a kiss already." <laughs> but yeah. you're but you're right. You're totally right. It totally puts it into a better perspective, and and uh, it's it's best that she waited and did it on her terms instead of on his. Mm-hmm. What I liked is um, the scene. I don't know if it's directly after that where she's at home and she's kind of going through the checklist of, you know, and kind of beating herself up about it for a little bit. I thought that was very real to life because, yeah, given like the trauma that she's been through, you know, but she's kind of like, why can't I get over this? That kind of thing. I think that was really true to her character, but also true to the to the scene. The fact that, you know, she had some blocks going on that she didn't want to admit to. Okay, so Duncan's hallucination. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. Oh my gosh, I want her. Um, I want Amanda Amanda Siegfried on my TV all the time, in this role. 
I know. I, I wished. I I almost wished that like that instead of this being the first season, uh, the first season plot arc was that she's dead. Was that we would have the first season with her, and the second season would be her dead because I wanted oh my to God, see her. And I would give mad props to the you know to the show for killing off a character and having to deal with it afterwards. That'd be awesome. But yeah, she was she was great. I love that that uh, you know the in, now since that was a hallucination and that was within his head, uh, I feel like like he knows he knows a lot more than than what he is saying or even even maybe not even knows. Um, uh, so because the fact that kind of she from inside his head, which is obviously inside his head, is giving this like you know, this wake up and, and, you know, it's going to, the truth is going to come out. Uh, I think that that's, that's really great that this kind of internal struggle is happening with him. And it's all because they've been drugging him so that he couldn't think of it. Uh, Hmm. So I think that, I think that's pretty cool. Or at least that's where I went with it. That's where I went too. Yeah. I am very glad that you picked up on that. Yeah. And I mean, my, I, I sat there going, I was like, okay, this can go one of two ways. Either this is Duncan knows something that he doesn't, realize he knows or is this the fact that that Duncan was involved somehow and has been trying to forget it or so so I'm yeah I'm I'm spinning off all of these different theories so for me I know that in the pilot um the scene where he's kind of looking at um Lily's body and like rocking back and forth and Amanda uh, or Veronica goes over to talk to him I'm not sure you know at first blush I thought oh He's just like a traumatized brother, but I honestly wonder if if there was something more to it from that scene after having watched this episode. The hallucination definitely made me feel like it was like a guilt dream almost. Yeah. It made me more suspicious of Duncan than ever. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot more suspicious of Duncan now as well. I think that, and I especially think that because I mean I'm getting I'm getting the the feeling that the parents are drugging him on purpose, like, like to keep him quiet, basically, um, or to keep him from knowing something. It's, it's, it's just like, and it's directly tied to the fact that like when he was in the doctor's office and the dad, uh, made Veronica leave and he didn't want her to go. And it's like the, the father's also trying to keep them apart because it's like, he's trying to keep, what he knows apart from Veronica and also kind of silence Duncan so that he doesn't say anything or do anything to incriminate the family as a whole, I think. But it's the mom who is reminding him to take the pills. Mm. The mom is very suspicious. Yeah. I think that they, they're all, maybe it's a family murder, but I don't know if, if it's, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, like I used, I've always said that Duncan's guilty, but it was mostly because I just don't like him, but this episode actually made him more interesting as um, a suspect, but I also wonder if it also could be to protect him in some way. Um, like for like if he did do it, and they just you know they're worried about his conscience coming out and having admit some to something. I wonder if maybe he isn't taking antidepressants, but that's what they're telling him that he's taking, and really Ooh. he's on like antipsychotics mm. or something. Oh, that's a good turn, and that would be more in keeping with withdrawal symptoms. Right, it would explain why he was going so crazy. That would make him far more of an interesting character. Oh my god, yes. Well, they've, they've, they've got a 
they've got to do something to make him more interesting. So if he's a little <laughs> gone a little psychotic, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was definitely more interested in liked seeing him on the screen this episode more than any of the others. So um, I, at first, when I realized that we were going to be spending a lot of time with him, I was a little bit grumpy about it. But I'm kind of glad they did it because it definitely added to um, added to his you know to, to make him more interesting. Yeah, I agree. Like, my first note is like, oh, not more Duncan. And then by the end, I'm like, yes, yes. Duncan should never, ever sing again, though. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I do have to say that because he's he's so um, stoic of a character, that when he cracks a smile or when he does something somewhat humorous, like I think the last episode he had a little jokey-jokey with, um, with Troy, um, it's a little bit... It kind of just brings me to attention, sort of, because I just don't expect it from him. So that whole thing on the, the bleachers was actually quite amusing to me. I enjoyed it. But yes, he's, he shouldn't ever sing, ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's Duncan or maybe it's the song, because the first time I saw Grease, I said John Travolta should never sing again, but... <laughs> Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> Holding tongue. <laughs> I, I found it kind of kind of odd that uh, Veronica would would ditch Troy uh, to take Duncan to the hospital. Like, why? Why was it her? I, I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of kind of odd. Like, I don't know. I mean, I understand. You know, concerned person. You know, obviously he's hurt. You know, let's get him to the hospital. But maybe she should have just called nine one one. No, I. I... I get that because it, it's her first love, you know, and they were in a relationship and he ended it. I mean, for me, um, I don't know about any of you guys, but there's a certain um, attachment that you have to, to people, you know, that you've been in relationships before. And she's just met Troy. And as much as she likes him, like she's she I think that she was in love with Duncan. And it makes a little bit it makes perfect sense that she would, you know, just instinctively go to help him. I don't know, at least to me. Because I know I would do that with certain people that I've broken up with and, and cared a lot about. But my big question was, why did they get in a car and drive to a doctor's office when they could have gone? To the, there, there's a nurse or someone on the school campus that is there to take care of accidents. Why didn't you go to the school nurse? Yeah, I would think a teacher or something would be involved. That's a good point. If only for filling out the form to release the school of any li- liability, so that way they aren't sued. Or or just to let somebody know that he's leaving campus. <laughs> that yeah, also would have been nice. Nobody <laughs> cares. Definitely not. My last thing on that is I love that uh, Lily calls Duncan Donut. Oh, Duncan Donuts. Yeah, I, put, I have that in my notes, oh. too. I thought that was really, really cute. I, okay, I was wondering where the do- what the donut was about. I was like, okay, donut? I don't get it. But oh, my God. Okay, Duncan Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. I did not pick up that either. That is so very funny. I will forever be saying calling him that now. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to work it into my quotes, but it didn't make for a very good quote. But really so I just went, yeah. Yeah. But I like that. Okay, and our final uh, plot of the episode, Keith and the Guidance Counselor. Ooh. Okay, okay, <laughs> I, 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 I've missed really watching the, the, the credits during the first two episodes, but 
every time someone has said something, oh, I remember you said to watch the credits, and I watched this, and this person was here, and it was so cool, and then this person was here, and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch the credits this time. And they had the, the, the teacher from the newspaper class in the credits, and I was like, okay, so, oh, she's also the school counselor, apparently. And she wasn't in the episode at all. But then they had Paula Marshall, who is an amazing actress. I've loved her forever. And I was like, where did, where did she come from? There was no warning. Why was there no warning? Mm-hmm. So the credits have failed me. I agree, um, Naomi. I, um, I watched it and there was, no, there was nothing amiss. And then all of a sudden she was showing up. And we didn't see Weevil either, just speaking of people who weren't in this episode. Yep. But what has she done before? Because I'm not sure I'm the guidance well, counselor. The, the thing that the first time I ever saw her was on the, the TV show Cupid. And it had, um, yeah. Oh, what's his name? He's like huge now. He yeah, Jeremy Pivens. Yes, Jeremy, Jeremy Pivens. Yeah. Was, was a guy who thought that he was Cupid, who had been exiled from Olympus. And Paula Marshall played the psychiatrist who was supposed to help him. And it was it was a very cute show, very cute, very awesome show. Um, she was also on Spin City for a while. Uh, but Cupid was actually Rob Thomas as well. Mm. Oh, okay. I, I now have a much more vested interest in Veronica Mars. <laughs> <laughs> so he totally weeded her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea, but apparently. It's kind of awesome. So, obviously, this is a love interest piece. Yeah, um, yeah I, I didn't, I, I wasn't quite sure at the beginning, but then uh, at the second scene, there was definitely some some weird kind of googly eye after she spilled her coffee and stuff. And then when they kind of bumped into each other at the coffee shop, I was like, okay, all right, this is definitely going somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, the spilling of the coffee was a little interesting because he comes around the table. And at first I was wondering, I mean, he didn't get her to spill the coffee, but I was wondering if he was there on a spying mission or something like that. Um, that was just like the first thing that came to mind. Cause, uh, but then he came around and I expected her, him to pick up a file or do something weird. But um, yeah, it was, it was kind of cute. I didn't mind it. All right. Well, let's move into quotes then. And let's let our guest go first. That's great, because I only have two. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Which one do I go with? How was your date? Uh, you know, lousy conversation, but the sex was fantastic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot imagine saying that to my dad. No way. <laughs> but you have, you have to go with the next part. That's, yeah. so funny. That's not funny. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> I have that. I have that whole entire thing as a yeah, quote. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, I have one. Uh, Veronica, hey, would you do me a favor, Wallace? Why did all the hair on the back of my neck neck stick up? <laughs> I have a Keith quote: "White male, pint sized, desperate, not having a good day." <laughs> I liked that. That was yeah. cute. I have. Um, uh, I'd invite you over, but it's a school night. My dad owns a handgun. <laughs> I liked um, where, where Troy bangs the little radio. It's like, if that had worked, I would have expected sex. Veronica, if that worked, you would have gotten it. 
and then the try it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with, you know, Dad, I'm old school, an eye for an eye. I think that's actually Old Testament. Yeah. <laughs> Did everybody go? Yes. Yes. Yep. So, I got. I so I, I have one other one that I just wanted to throw out. <laughs> so do I. I. I like the uh, Wallace is a friend of mine. Take that, high school counselor. Yeah, that was my yeah. favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm I'm going from one of from the very beginning. Troy, guess what I'm doing this weekend? Veronica, I'm guessing I'm involved in autoeroticism. And I was just like, okay, that's that's just so different than what we've seen before. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I no, have it's one. about <laughs> I have brain check, dead sexy check, devilish charm check, formidable scrabble opponent. Who cares? <laughs> I like that one a lot too. That, that, that I almost wrote that one down, but I figured somebody else was going to take that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want all my quotes to be Troy centered, but I think they ended up that way anyway. <laughs> I also like another one from Wallace. I think when she asked him for for a favor the second time, and he's like, "Please be joking." Yeah. <laughs> And, and then, of course, when she asks him to go get her permanent record, it's like, yeah, I can get expelled for that. <laughs> <laughs> I have that one as well. And then I also have Mark Me Down as Skeptical. <laughs> Let's do our feedback. We have a Facebook comment. Okay, so we have a comment from Kim. Uh, Kim is obviously a friend of Investigating Mars because we get one from her every week, it seems. <laughs> yes, Kim actually has done her own Veronica Mars podcast called The Mars Effect. Okay. Oh. Yes, and they have finished the series. They went through episode by episode, but both of them had seen it. So. Oh. Well, Kim says, I love the twist in this one. The first time I saw the ep, I figured it out, but only barely before the reveal. The idea was a pretty new and less talked about idea when this aired. So good on Rob and co going there. I like the kid, cannot remember his name. Surprise, surprise. I guess we're going with Justin here. (laughs) And found found him a very realistic character. So many kids would be deceptive and only give half truths, even if they really wanted help. Yep. All right, now we move into Who Killed Lily Cape? Everyone, everyone killed Lily <laughs> The Kane family killed her. Yeah. Maybe the mother. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to lean towards towards Mother Kane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I can't think of what what her name is off the top of my head right now, but um Celeste. I'm sorry, what was it? Celeste. I I'm leaning towards Celeste a little bit only because we don't ever see her. Where is she? I mean, you know, like we get the, these little snippets of her, uh, and she's drugging her son. Um, and I, I'm leaning towards her, but I, I'm Duncan knows something. I'm, I'm going to lean towards Celeste for right now. The, the first time I watched this, I was completely like drawn into Jimmy's old theory that it was Mama Mars. And I was like, okay, Veronica's mom did it. She is definitely sketchy. But then the second time through and seeing Logan going through the book bags and stuff, I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm leaning towards Logan having something to do with it. Mm. So maybe, maybe Logan is like one of those people who is finding out secrets and blackmailing everyone in town and 
Lily found out he was doing that or something. I don't know. But I'm going with Logan. But Lily, not to, not, not to interrupt uh, the, the pace here, but, but Lily, when she said that she had that, that secret back in, that was the pilot, right? Where Lily was like, yep. I have a secret. I think um, she, it was a secret that she seemed to be excited about or something like that, but I'm not sure. But either way, uh, so I, I'm not sure if that, it, I don't know. I'm just poking holes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to stick with Duncan. I just, this episode made me so suspicious of him. I think he had to do it. I think that he did it um, as, as is my want to believe. But I think this time he did it, maybe it was perhaps an accident or he, um, yeah, he, my, my, I'm going with, he did it as an accident. His parents are trying to cover up the truth for him. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll move on to ratings. Who wants to go first? I gave it eight and a half out of 10 dropped cups of coffee. I liked it. Nice. I, I felt that. I don't know. It, it was it, it, while there were certain aspects that came out really strong. It was like, okay, I finally am, I'm getting to like these characters a little bit more. Overall, the plot of the episode, like the the mystery, the, the what was supposed to be the a mystery, felt really weak to me, and everything else felt a little bit disjointed. So I actually gave it a five out of ten pills down the drain. Ooh. I um. I enjoyed it. Um, I I liked it for the fact that it gave us um, a new perspective on a on a character that we've seen a couple of times. Um, but I only liked it slightly better than yes or last week. So I gave it seven out of ten hallucinating donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I um uh, I actually I liked this episode a, a lot more uh, than I liked the. Uh, either of the last two episodes really um i thought that you know that we got to see a lot of development and characters that that i i didn't necessarily like or 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 and now i kind of like (laughs) um and i thought that that the that the a story it was great i had no clue and and i thought it was really cool that the twist at the end the um the whole thing it was great i'm gonna go with um eight out of ten uh, cheesy mixtapes. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, with, with the, with the I... new 311 song. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god. 311. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same thing. Oh my god, I went and saw 311 when I was 14. It's so embarrassing. But, and now the whole world knows. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. It was like 20 years ago. I'm fine. Confession cast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Natalia, what's your rating? I would say um, it was a good episode, but it didn't impact me emotionally that much. So I would go with um, seven rejected kisses. Nice. Oh, right. <laughs> um, I really enjoy this one. I I love the a plot. It it caught me off guard the first time so much like there was no possible way I would have figured it out and I really enjoy the Duncan stuff which I don't say very often 
And um, so I'm going to go with 8 out of 10 copies of Body Heat. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's give out our contact information. If you want to contact us, you can find us at www.quadruplez.com. You can send us an email at investigatingmarspodcast at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at investigatemars. Or you can find our group, Investigating Mars, on Facebook. Yay. Please okay. to send feedback. Yes, please, feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I practically had to beg for it this week. <laughs> Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I I attempted to do um, uh, Choker Watch, but the Choker was in practically every scene, so I stopped yes. counting. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, I thought of you because in the Veronica dream with Duncan scene, he totally kissed her Choker. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, the first, as soon as she appeared on the scene, what was she wearing but a choker? And I was like, really? So now it's just going to be like episode. Like, I think we should do a count for the season. <laughs> so, so this is our very own Veronica Mars drinking game. Whenever you see the choker, take a drink. We will be drunk. <laughs> we won't even make it through 15 minutes of the episode no. without having to do like three shots. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, thank you, Natalia, for joining us. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. We were very glad to have you. Hopefully this won't be your last podcast. That's right. I hope so. At least um, on your podcast, I do have another guest spot, don't I? So yes, you do. Yay. I hope you won't change your mind before that. No way. <laughs> of course not. Okay. The next episode is called The Wrath of Khan. What do oh. you guys think this is about? Oh, my. A Star Trek convention. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was going to say a, um, a, a fraud or um, at a Star Trek convention. Well, just to, just to not, not go with that, <laughs> I'm going to go with a history convention. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. has to be a convention of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. With a lot of nerds. That's right. My my guess from last week, I I tried I tried to um uh I I tried to kind of weasel weasel it in because at the end of the day you know that the 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 kid's dad Justin his dad uh, liked to drive big boat cars and so that maybe he was a navigator after all. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back for that next week, and until then, bye. 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 Bye, everybody. Bye.